This is Spoken by Elswith, a Femdom Hypnosis podcast. Be sure to like and subscribe. Plus, visit my website for sessions too intense to be included here. Visit my Patreon to collect your free codes for sessions. So, welcome to today's episode. Before I mention anything else, I've had several eager ones point out that I've just recently passed 5,000 subscribers on YouTube. I know, quite a few of you listen to me through Spotify and other podcast providers, but I don't see those numbers quite as often as I see the YouTube ones. And here is an important update for many of my loyal listeners who've been here for a while, as well as something newbies just might not know. Last year, I started an ongoing series called Getting Longer, an Auditory Experience. This is a series of sessions that tell an ongoing narrative of an intrepid submissive guy and his ongoing seduction by a femdom hypnotist. And the setting, what we call the listening room, it's where I've told several fun stories over the last year. The next part of Getting Longer is available on the website right now. If you've already bought your ticket to Getting Longer, it will be available on your downloads page. If you don't know what I'm talking about but want to know more, there's a link for you to follow below. Rest assured, there's a clear plan for the wrapping up of Getting Longer. The current four episodes will soon be tied up with a bow, let's say, with the plan meaning there will be eight episodes total. Truthfully, I always knew where I wanted to end up, but not quite how to get there. (laughs) Today's podcast, it includes a complete hypnosis session. It takes you through two fun little stories about persisting with something. Maybe a game, an act, maybe even when no one is watching. Both of these are about fun kinks that some of my most loyal listeners have introduced me to. And the truth is, I don't touch on them often enough. I'm not going to make you wait much longer to get into the session, just long enough to tell you that there's an uncensored version available in the shop on my website, spokenbyelswith.com. Or you can shorten it to Ellswith.com. It includes one extra story that's not at all suitable for the podcast and definitely not for YouTube. But you can read about what's involved before you decide if it's for you. This is a femdom hypnosis session about 
patience, persistence, dedication, and I do know that you like that word, commitment. All of those are positive traits that you can be glad I wish to develop in your personality. Because I'm going to put you in your place and you're trusting me that you're going to enjoy even though I've been careful to not give away every detail of what you might expect. But patience and persistence They're the common theme here. I want you to close your eyes and imagine yourself soaking in a lovely warm bath full of bubbles. Feel the water. It's warm and caressing your body, easing away any tensions, relaxing you soothing you gently all over. You begin to feel heavy and comfortable, enjoying the luxury of having absolutely nothing to do. Nothing to do but relax and let go. Feel that warmth and that heaviness spreading up over your body, starting with your toes and your feet, and gradually working its way up into your legs. Feel warmth flowing into your tummy as your abdomen rises and falls, and your breathing, it's calm, and regular as you relax your chest and your shoulders they feel loose and limp and so relaxed and let the arms relax as the warmth and comfort it flows down from your shoulders and let go just enjoy this wonderful feeling, this treat that I've given to you. Your neck and throat relax, as do all those little muscles in your face, and the eyes become heavy, almost closed, but not quite, because from hooded lids I want you to notice a bubble in your bath, just one particular bubble that reflects beautiful colors, reflecting from the glint of sunlight that streams in through a nearby window. The bubble contains all the colors of the rainbow, so much deeper in hue so clear and pristine. The wonderful mauves change into a beautiful sapphire blue, and in an instance, to a brilliant shade of red, then yellow, and gold, and emerald green, 
as you keep your mind focused on this ever-changing array of colors, I want you to imagine your bubble expanding, growing bigger and even more delicate than before. And as you do, notice how the heaviness has gone and you can imagine yourself leaving your body through the crown of your head, floating up and over the bath, and see how your bubble has grown. You're weightless now, just pure energy. And I wonder, how would you like to enter the bubble? Feel yourself floating down and toward the bubble, head first. And as your head reaches the bubble, the bubble turns inside out, engulfing your body until you are surrounded by the flimsy, gossamer-like film of radiant colors, floating back up of the room and into the clear blue sky, lifting effortlessly, higher and higher, not doing or thinking or feeling, just being. And the higher you go, the more deeply and comfortably relaxed you become. You feel completely safe and protected within this bubble. And it's a wonderful feeling to be so relaxed, to be so protected by me. And it's quite perfect to be here right now. I'm going to be quiet for a few moments now to allow you to absorb the peace and beauty of this feeling, this feeling of heightened awareness. And when you next hear my voice, it will seem to you as though it's coming from outside your bubble and your subconscious mind will be open and receptive to everything that's said to you while you're here. And now, imagine that I have a gift for you. Well, I have a gift for me, in fact. But you will always be the one to make use of it. It was given to me by another one of those talented admirers, a carpenter. And yes, it looks like nothing more than a rectangular wooden board, almost two inches thick 
and about the size of a nice serving tray. But this isn't for the maid to use for offering up pastries at tea time. This board, it started out as a few offcuts from the manufacturer of a gorgeous snakewood writing desk. Have you seen snakewood? It's dark, reddish brown in color, and covered in tight, intricate grain patterns, like a snakeskin exactly. And it's ludicrously expensive. Even these pieces could have sold for a pretty penny. But look, the boards have been fixed together, sanded and smoothed. You can run your fingers across the varnished top now and feel how perfectly smooth it is. And then the edges on the top side beveled to make a wonderful plinth. It even has a layer of perfect green felt glued to the bottom so it won't ruin the floor. So you must know what this gift is by now, yes? It's your new posing platform. The perfect place for you to stand when you're being useful the way that only you can. And who wouldn't love a new posing platform? So I'm going to place this in my sitting room and you can stretch those thigh muscles. You can flex your arms. You can do whatever you need to do to be ready. But in a few moments, I'm going to tell you to take your place on your new plinth. And once you're settled, you can stay put. And don't look now, dear one, but you should know that tacked to the front of your fancy new base plate is a polished brass label. Engraved, of course. I think it's a really nice detail. You're going to look like a spiffy new museum piece. And I know that excites you. Okay now, it's time to take your place. Nice and simple, upright, Looking ahead, how will you hold your hands? How about ring fingers touching, but behind your back? Statues do not think. And while you settle yourself, while you get ready to become my statue, this is the last chance that you have to think about the little brass plate by your toes. What does it say, do you think? What is engraved on that little brass plate 
your feet. What would your mistress have written there? And now, empty your marble mind of thoughts. This is an important skill for a statue. The polished wood under your feet is hard and unyielding. So you can be certain that the first aches to develop will be in your heels. As time passes, it will undoubtedly radiate to the balls of your feet too. Spread along those perfect arches and cramp. But your feet are a long way from your empty mind and you don't feel the need to deal with it. As time passes, it will undoubtedly radiate to the balls of your feet too. Spread along those perfect arches and cramp. But your feet are a long way from your empty mind and you don't feel the need to deal with it now. You are my perfect statue. You can continue to serve and to please me for so long. But eventually, that ache, it's going to spread into your lower legs. And this is normal. You know I am here. You know that I might still be watching you. But you have the perfect instinct for this. Your mistress wouldn't accept the broad stretch you might take while waking. But you are subtle, and your weight moves secretly forward and back. You flex and stretch invisibly, a rhythm in sync and as shallow as your breathing. Now, think about your fingertips. Which two are pressed together? Just those ring fingers, right? And not any other of your fingertips. If your index fingers were to touch, that would be a great insult. A statue can't know what it's supposed to be more than its creator does. Is it more difficult not being able to see those fingertips? To know exactly how close they are to each other? To know exactly how close they are to each other? To know exactly how close you are to failing me? Wouldn't that be better? I don't believe so, but I don't want to be a statue, so you will have to think about it. And while you're thinking, 
not something a statue should be doing, but indulge me. While you're thinking, is your mind still on the little nameplate that you have been adorned with? Did you come up with something? Do you wonder if there's an attribution? Would my name be credited as the artist? Didn't I chisel you out of a less perfect guy? Am I your sculptor? Empty your mind again, if you were thinking at all. You might think of how your neck feels. You've stared right ahead for so long. The clock has ticked by hundreds of seconds, ticking and ticking on the wall behind you. Long enough that my cup is empty or the contents cold. And right now, you have an overwhelming urge to bow your head and shed your discomfort. I'm going to get up and leave the room. You can't watch me leave, dear statue, but you can see me as I pass you by. If your mind were to have any thought right now, it would be this little invasive one that I didn't stop to look at you, to admire you. Don't let this bring you any sort of sadness. I want to tell you why this is a wonderful thing. You are my comfortable familiar decoration. You're part of my home, part of my world, something I couldn't part with, something I'm so intimately familiar with that I don't need to look at you to admire you. But I'm gone from the room now. I can't see you can't admire your form, so now you could stretch those legs, now you could roll your neck and get ready to impress me by staying so perfectly still for so long after I return. You could even step off your new plinth, your gorgeous wooden base and bend down to read your little plaque, to know exactly what you are and how I think of you. And there's a longing there in that almost empty mind to know how much I appreciate you that I had it engraved into brass. But you won't. You won't stretch. You won't take the relief you could steal. 
and you won't peak. And that, that's why you're my perfect statue. One of the sweetest things about puppies is that, you know, they're just happy almost all the time. Well, you know, everything's new and interesting. Everything smells good. And your owner has new things to teach you, which is just an excuse to shower you in treats. So when you're my puppy, hmm, when are you my puppy? When you're wearing your collar, buckled in place, with its shiny dangling tag. When you've been on hands and knees since you woke. When you follow me from room to room, perhaps getting under my feet when I'm in the kitchen. When you eat from my fingers and I tell you that it tickles and you keep licking. Probably when any or all of these things are true and sometimes when none of them are. When your mistress, your owner, has to leave You stay a happy puppy. Not used to the cues that I'm going to be heading out the front door, finding my nice shoes, slipping a few of my things into my purse, grabbing the keys on the way out. If I turned to look over my shoulder, would I see your nose pressed against the window? Feel the cool glass touching your cheek. See the fogginess on the pane. Someone will need to wipe the marks away while cleaning this weekend. How long until you realize that I'm going to be gone for a while, pup? No, that's not the interesting question, really. What? do you do when you realize I'm going to be gone for a while? What do you get up to in between return visits to this spot to see if you can spot me returning? I think you'll curl up on the bed first. It's a comfy spot, probably still warm. Of course, you're not in your usual place. If you're particularly glum, you might put your head on my pillow. Take in the scent now. You might like to lay face down for a while and breathe me in. It's sweet that you miss me, pup. But what's next? Will you remember a toy you love and set off in search for it? Nose around under the bed, perhaps? Where is that rubbery chew toy of yours? 
I do love your little trot down the hallway when you remember that it's in the shower cubicle. You're so damn cute. That's right. We left the toy there as I hosed you down a few days ago. Who knows what you got into? Best not to think about it. But now, you have your chew toy. You're sure to get a thrill from tracking it down. Lay on your back on the bathroom mat. It's a little damp from when I dried myself this morning, but it's a good place to exercise those teeth on this rubbery toy. It's soft and squishy on the outside, but bite down with your cute little pointy puppy teeth, and I'm sure you'll feel the solid core in the center. Go ahead, pup. Nibble on your special toy, rolling around on the bathroom floor, holding it in your paws as you lie on your back. Though you don't really need permission or encouragement to play with your toys. Carry your toy in your teeth back to the window. Go on, take another look. Is there any sign of me? Any sign of anyone else? Make sure you leave streaky little patterns in the fog on the window so I know that you checked for me. Won't I be proud of you? Head to the kitchen next. You're a thirsty boy after all this running around. So find the water bowl. Doesn't it smell fresh? You know I would have filled this before I left. You've practiced this a lot, but I bet you still get your nose wet and your chin. Lean into the bowl and lap at the surface. Cool drips splashing here and there on your face. Drink your fill. Close your eyes and concentrate, pup. You can do this properly. You can drink deeply. Just imagine being there on the kitchen floor, your hands and knees on the tile. Let the little drops, drips, roll off your chin and onto the tiles. You look so cute this way, and I do love to see it. With your naked bottom up in the air, so you can lower your face to the water. And then, take one longing look out the window, up the garden path. Do you see me? Not yet. Press your nose right up against the pain pup. It will help you be sure. Help you be certain that I'm not walking back to the door to greet you right this moment. 
am. Oh no, poor pup. I'm afraid with this realization that a sense of despair might have finally struck you. Because your owner has been gone now for 15 minutes or 500 years. And dear pup, you can't know when she's coming back. It's best to camp out on the rug in the hallway. Best to curl up around that old teddy bear I gave you. It's warm and soft, and it smells like my perfume. Best to just wait for me to return, so you can go back to being a happy puppy again. Best to let me know that you were waiting for me, only me. And now that we've taken the time to leave these fun new ideas in your head, in a moment, I will start counting up from zero to five. This time, when I reach five, you will be fully awake and out of trance. Zero. One. There's nothing difficult about this. It's an easy process. Two. Something you've likely done more times than you can count. Three. Becoming more aware of your surroundings, of your sense of time and place. Four. Five, there, fully awake, out of trance, and ready for whatever comes next. Well done. Thank you for all the kind words about the last sessions I put out following the release of the full session about wearing my panties, I know there's more than a few guys who've taken to imagining putting on my undies two, three, or more times a week. I even have a few really cute photos in my inbox, and honestly, that is just adorable, so thank you for those. I know that very soon I'll be releasing something that's a little more sissy than that session. But I'm opening up the floor. We've touched on statues and puppies today, and it was fun to do this in a way that I can share here on YouTube. But what do you really, really need in an upcoming session? need so badly that you can't wait. Put it in the comments so everyone can see. And I know that you're clever enough <laughs> to 
word it in an appropriate manner that it can be in the comments. And now, before I go, I do have a quick favor to ask of you. So many people listen to my podcast or they listen through YouTube and they haven't subscribed. When you take a moment to go ahead and subscribe, it helps push the show, for lack of a better word, up a little bit. And by doing that, it just means I have more time and so on to dedicate to this project that we're doing together. So go ahead, hit the subscribe button, and feel free as well to leave a rating or a comment. It just helps us both out. 